Scott and Hannah again, or Hannah and Scott, whichever way you prefer. Either way, we are Charlton's Do Disney, and uh, this is our first podcast episode since we returned from Walt Disney World. And sad face. Uh, yeah, Disney blues are hitting hard right now. I but think. no, because we've been looking today, ready to book our new one. We have. We actually had a, a proper conversation about... Uh, dining plans. Dining plans. Or cash money. Or money. And we also talked about options for staying beyond two weeks, because we always stay just beyond two weeks. And we're yes. talking about ideas for that. Anyway, this podcast episode is not about next year's Disney trip. It's about this year's Disney trip. Recap. Yes, in fact. So basically, it's just going to be a kind of all over review from our trip. Random. Uh, no it, plan. Yeah, we've got no notes. Uh, no plan. We're just going to be. It might be nonsense. It will be nonsense. It will be all time. over the place. But highlights will probably be Galaxy's Edge, Hagrid's. Yeah, there you go. Spoilers for Spoilers, you. Spoilers, <laughs> that's what it will be. Probably, probably. Um, but before we get underway, if you have been listening to previous episodes of this podcast, you will be aware that um, these kind of Friday night podcasts that we've been recording, because they have been consistently on a Friday night, um, they've had no name. Because we're party people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go out on Friday nights and really live it up on the sofa at home with the pizza. Yeah. Um, we did have pizza. We did have pizza. Uh, if you saw our stories this evening, you will have seen that pizza. It was a very nice pizza. In fact, you made it... Well, you, you bought it, you cooked it in the oven, and you brought it to me... On the sofa. On the sofa, so I feel very spoiled. I know. Um, anyway... And I didn't get a tip. Nope. A gratuity. Nope. No tips in this 20%. house. No, no, no. Um, however, back to what I was saying. The name for this podcast. We actually came up with it after we finished recording the last episode, before we even went away. And so based on the fact that we do these podcasts on a Friday evening, and the fact that in order for us to be in the right mood to do them, we have to have something to eat, uh, and feel a little bit more chilled and relaxed and comfortable on the sofa. These Friday night podcasts will now forever be known as, Scott? After Dinner Disney. After Dinner Disney. But you know that because you clicked on this podcast and read the name. That's very true. Oh, that really takes away the... Well, um... you did, yeah. I mean, it's a surprise now because you've not posted it, but it won't be a surprise when you post it. Because they'll be like, oh, what's this after the Disney podcast? And they're listening to it now. I didn't even think of that, and now I feel like it's ruined. Uh, well, there you go. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. Maybe put it on Instagram stories to close your eyes or get someone else to click on the podcast for you. <laughs> Just because of that grand... I don't think it's going to change their lives. No, no, it's not. It's not life-changing. Anyway, After Dinner Disney. Welcome to After Dinner Disney. And um, so, as we say, tonight's episode is a recap about our Disney trip. And I think that's all there is to say. So let's So we've been back a week today. We have been back We came home last Friday. So it's a week today. We've been back in the UK, away from the bubble. Yeah. and, And it feels weird. I'm still not kind of... Like I'm back, I'm not not fully back yet mentally. No, no, and I even know that Kai is really struggling with the Disney blues because he said to me when I picked him up from school today, um, I asked him how his first full week at school had been, and he said it was fine. We had a bit of a chat about that, and then he he basically said, "Ah, oh, I just really wish that I was still in Disney and I had a dining plan." And I was like, "Why?" <laughs> and he was like, "Just because I want to have a snack." And I was like, "What, like a Starbucks?" Because that's like his favourite. And he was like. Well, yeah, Starbucks, something else. <laughs> you just really, really missed it because of the food, which is interesting. I guess his taste in Disney have changed this time a little bit. I miss, I miss just music playing wherever I am. 
Yeah. I, I really miss that. And that's why at home, I always have Deep Heart Radio on, normally, because so there's always Disney music playing. I, do know, I haven't listened to Deep Heart since moving back. No, actually. and I, do you know what? I've made a conscious effort not to, to try and... To try and like maybe go a bit cold turkey to help settle back into. To I think that's a good idea because I think when we finally do start listening to it, I mean, let's face it, daily because we do. But when you finally start that, it will feel really lovely and like, oh, I've missed this so much. Well, without getting ahead of ourselves or off topic for tonight, it is. It's going to be. I think next. So next week we we book our next trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next week is probably when I start listening to it because that's the build up then. It's the countdown stuff. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I've been talking on Instagram about that this week. Is that um, I I feel empty because right now we don't have a countdown. No. Well, and as soon as week. we get that, Another I'll week. feel better. Another week. So yeah. a week or a week on Tuesday, something like that. Yeah. So I I can't quite remember. Anyway, anywho. Anyway, so um, I mean the the first place to start is obviously at the beginning. So travel day. Uh, what do you mean at the beginning? You're not going to do a whole recap day by day. No. These people have lives. No, I, I realise that. But obviously you've got to talk about how you got there and no. how that experience was. No. And I, we're just covering it very lightly. Go on. Travel day was very, very easy. It, hotel, plane, eight hours, arrive. But we look, we took uh, Magical Express into Disney for the very first time. You and really that, like travel day so much. I love travel day. I love travel day it's vlogs. It's just travelling. I love it. Um... Getting the Magical Obviously. Express for the first time to Disney, because normally we get it when it's the Tragical Express, back to the airport. Yeah. That was a much nicer experience. Um, I was expecting everybody to, like, proper cheer when we went under the Walt Disney World Arch. No, it did. No, it was like a lackluster... Yeah. That, but that was it. Um, I was cheering inside. But the driver should have driven that more. Like, you know, he, he was driving the coach, but he should have driven the... Like, <laughs> the joy. The, the joy on board. Yeah. And uh, and our stop was the first stop, which was nice. So we got yes, off, got off first. Um, I was fully expecting to cry when I walked into Wilderness Lodge. And I didn't. And I think it's just because I was quite overwhelmed and excited and kind of exhausted. Um, and aching to see where our room was. I just grinned. I grinned for hours. I love that place so much and I want to live there and, and just call it my home permanently every day of the year. It's it amazing. was great. Now, I can't remember, did we get one of the rooms that we requested? No, we didn't get one of the rooms no, that nearly, we Nearly, almost, close. It was on the upper floors. We, we asked, one part of the request was upper floor and just off the lobby and we were the first room from, from the, the elevator. elevator. So, yeah. you know, so that was really good it just was facing a different direction we had a much different view to what we were expecting um basically if you are familiar with wilderness lodge we were overlooking the boulder ridge building and the covered walkway that goes down towards the bus stops and we could see the boulder ridge pool yes and the lake yeah so it was it was a fairly nice view um the copper creek one bedroom villa um because this was our welcome home uh, stay and we were using double points because we had a year's points almost sort of gifted to us by Disney. We had one bedroom villas in each of the the DVC resorts that we stayed in. Um, the one bedroom villa at Copper Creek was amazing. Like I could live there. I could live in in that villa quite happily. I I could live there, but I would live more comfortably in the Bay Lake Tower Villa, because that's massive. Yeah, that one was massive. It's, it's huge. Yeah. You'll see it, you've probably seen the photos on Instagram or some of them. They don't quite show the whole thing, but when you when the vlog part comes out um, for Bay Lake Tower, my life, that play, that one bedroom villa there is, is huge. Yeah. And the entire wall is just windows. It's, it's oh, awesome. Um, 
Back to Copper Creek, though. Yes, go. That go back. One, that one bed villa, because it's so new and all the fixtures yeah. and all the fittings and like the shower and everything, apart from one minor issue with the shower, which we'll get to. Um, it was just lovely. Everything was lovely. I mean, the thing is also. Bearing in mind, this is not a purpose-built villa. This is something that's been converted from two existing hotel rooms. A, they've done it really, really well. They've made the space work well. And B, there's so much storage in there. Do you know what struck me? Nothing to do with the room, mm. just the realisation. Like, how dependent, as a race, we've become on USB. Yeah. The Copper Creek, being new, it has a million USB ports. Like, everywhere you go, USB ports. Next to the bed, next to the sofa, next to the table. Yeah, really good. In the fridge, in the microwave. USB <laughs> ports everywhere. And a massive telly. But the other two, so Bay Lake Tower and, and Boardwalk, no USB ports. And, like, everything is USB. Yeah, no, there wasn't. And it's an absolute nightmare. I mean, we bought stuff to get around it, electrical gadgets. But we were having to kind of... Um, share. Yeah. and Share power. Kind of put our devices on shift patterns. And we don't share power, do we? No, 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 no. no, no, no. But, yeah, so, anyway, we are very reliant on USB. But yeah. Copper Creek has all the USB. It does. It was brilliant. Um, the, the the issue with the shower that we had was that um, it just leaked at the bottom of the door. It did. It, I don't know why. No, it was a walk-in shower, really lovely, um, and it had a massive glass door and there's like a kind of rubber seal along the bottom of the door, but once three people it's had taken a, a shower... Podcast. No. You were like describing no, in great detail about the rubber I seal. Am. I know. I it just, just feel like I need to give All we need to say is the shower leaked. It just leaked out the bottom that's, everywhere. That, that's what happened. It was a bit of a nightmare. And we did, we did let Charles them know. Charles do plumbing. <laughs> you bend edition. No. Yeah, the shower leaked. The, other, the only other criticism I would have about that one bed villa, and we, again, we fed this back to Disney, is that there are no full-length mirrors. Now, if you are a tall person, oh, so you like couldn't Scott, you couldn't selfie like yourself I, in an outfit. I oh. could not see how I looked from the waist down. I can tell in you anything. I can tell you how you look. I can tell you how I look, and I can tell you how everyone looks at Disney: happy and sweaty <laughs> and sunburned. In my case, um, but that you know, as a woman, not being able to see what my lower half looked like once I'd gotten dressed was mildly frustrating. Um, I, the funny thing is, I think there is a full-length mirror in the studio apartments, just not in the one bed or two bed. Well, no, a two bed. Oh, oh well. Anyway. Oh well. Um. So yeah. Uh. Now, because we have no notes, I don't really know where I'm going next. I mean, I think that covers off the hotel. Um. Bus Pro. Woo-hoo! Oh yeah. Okay, let's get this one out of the way early. We did actually in the first few days of our trip. We that's when we took the time to go off site and do shopping. Yeah. In fact, on our very first full day, we hit Magic Kingdom in the morning and then we went out to the outlets in the afternoon because... And to Super Target. And we went to Super Target as well. But the reason we went to the outlets was because we wanted to go to the character warehouse and see what we could see, see if there was any kind of current you just, stuff you there. You just distracted everyone from Bass Pro. We didn't go to Bass Pro on that day. No, I'm starting with the first day that we went off site. Oh, that, chrono- such a ruiner. Chronology makes sense. Ruiner. Um... And so the character warehouse situation was interesting. Well, no, we we were rubbish. So we went on a Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon. So the outlets, you know, everyone knows that if you want stuff, go in the morning because otherwise it just gets ransacked all day 
and the shelves were empty. Yeah, but there's so we got there in the afternoon, and the shelves were empty. It was quite empty, but I I will say I have seen some stuff online where. Basically, because a lot of vloggers have been showing the outlets in the last 12 to 18 months, more and more people are going there and it's having a real effect. I've seen lines queued out the door. Damn those vloggers. I know. Um, and so, you know, it, it, something that we maybe once was a bit of a secret. But we did go to the other one well on a different day mm. for like first thing in the morning. Yeah. And that didn't have much either. No, it was. We we were we we did not do much outlet buying. No, we got a few items, and um and actually we will be filming a video on Sunday, uh, a merch haul. So we won't go into what we've bought here. You'll have to catch that video when it goes out. We bought stuff. We bought some stuff. And there is a significant amount of Star Wars things. Yes. That I may have purchased. Yes. Because I like Star Wars a lot. Just, spoiler, one of our cases was significantly overweight. The limit is 23 kilos, <laughs> and that bad boy was 28, nearly 29 kilos. It was, it was. But BA, shh, don't tell anyone, BA didn't charge us anything for it. We got it all for free. Yeah, we did. God knows how that happened, but it did. Um, okay, Bass Pro. So I, yes. think, I think the following day, we that's when we went to Bass Pro. And, and we went there first thing in the morning breakfast. for breakfast. Um, breakfast at, the same, awesome as ever. At Uncle Buck's. Uncle Buck's cafe, cabin. Still still $3.50 for a biscuit sandwich and, and refillable can, drinks. All you care to drink. Um, yeah, it's cool. Love it. The shop's cool. Bought a hat. Merch hall spoiler. Bought what a hat. I wanted to buy uh, like a, a Stars and Stripes shirt for um, 4th of July. Yeah. Because um, I didn't get one when we were there last time, and I kicked myself afterwards. And they didn't have one. No, they didn't actually. But they did have all the guns, all the camo, all the boats, all the four by fours, all the plaid, and just all the cool stuff. All the homewares. My entire house. I would furnish a house just with all the stuff from Bass Pro. It's, it wouldn't be a very feminine house. No, it would not. But it would be really cool. So, I, th- I think um, yeah. It, I think the if you stay at Wilderness Lodge, then then Bass Pro is like the mercantile. Mm, no, I, um, no. I tell you something. There is not one, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Single bit of camouflage anything in Wilderness Lodge. No, but if you went around Bass Pro and stuck like Wilderness Lodge and Disney and Made in China and all the stuff, then you could be in a mercantile that could be in a hypothetical world attached to Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. Kind of. I liked it anyway, and it was awesome. <laughs> I love Bass Pro. Not sponsored. No. One day, honey. One day they're sponsored. Imagine being sponsored by Bass Pro. They're not going to sponsor an English <laughs> in the UK. who can't get a gun licence or, uh, you know, for a massive, like... I mean, they had crazy guns in that place. It was ridiculous. Um, anyway, it was cool. It was cool. That's that's one to watch. So look forward to that because I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to reliving it. So I've not seen any of it yet. No, we've actually not watched back any of our vlog footage. I plan to do start doing that this weekend. Start editing. Yes. A big edit. It's going to be lots of editing. Um, so I think that covers off. Should, can we, should, should, I, I think, because people are going to be like, oh, tell me about Hagrid's or tell me about Galaxy Surgeon because it only just opened. So let's go straight to those things. Okay. And then if there's any other rambling nonsense we're going to talk about, but I think they're quite big topics. 
So I think that's we, fair. Can we do them in order of appearance in our lives? So yeah, well, go on then. So, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, okay, so Galaxy's Edge, we were umming and ahhing and umming and ahhing about whether it was just going to be just you going out for when it opened early, early in the morning. Three in the morning. Yeah, or whether but, all three of us were going to do that. Now, I I kind of wanted to do it. Kai didn't want to do it. And um, I was at the point where I was offering to bribe our son to get up early and go out there. I mean, he's a teenager, getting up early is akin to torture, um, even for, for Galaxy's Edge, apparently. Um, and then I think, was it the night before? It was the night before we bumped into the guys from Ear to Ear Magic. Is it Ear to Ear Magic? Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I always get it wrong when I say that. I'm so sorry. Um, in Epcot. And we stopped and we had a big old chat with them and um, they were talking about going in the morning, but then they were talking about when they went, when Pandora opened and it being insane and I thought do you know what I don't fancy that I won't go so in the end it was just you that went it was me so we were staying in Bay Lake Tower that night yes so um at 3 a.m I was down at the bus stop at the Contemporary and they had um put on a special bus to pick people up that early Um, And, and, and and of the people waiting at the bus stop what was your little collection of people like um Men that were born after, like around nineteen seventy-seven <laughs> or before, generally. generally. Um, Do you yeah, think you were were possibly not the only man to have left his wife and offspring behind in the hotel room? I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, was the <laughs> I'm pretty sure too. Um, but so there was, a, I think there was about probably ten, twelve of us at that bus stop. Um, and we were sh- the bus was picking up at Wilderness Lodge first, um, and it was pretty full by the time it got to oh, really? Contemporary. Yeah. Um, but anyway, did that. Went to Hollywood Studios, and so I went through bag drop. So initially, they held us in the area between the um, the booths, like the entry booths, and bag drop. Then, as that got to capacity, they moved us through the entrance into um, Streets of America. Was it called? That Main Street? It's not Streets of America. No. That is now what Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is. No. No, not... No. Streets yeah, of yeah, America. No, but no, I know, but what's the entrance bit? The Where Boulevard the, With bit. the baseline tap house. No, or... no, no, the first street. Oh, that's Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard, that's yeah. it, yeah. My brain just couldn't think of it. So held us in there, and essentially we stayed there for maybe 20 minutes. And once everyone was kind of in and full up, they did, were making kind of announcements and music and stuff. And then they walked us on down to the entrance to Galaxy's Edge. And sorry, what time was this by the time you made it to there? Um, I'm guessing it was around 4am. And you were expecting to have to be held there for a couple more hours, right? So, Well, because the word was that it would open at 6. Mm-hmm. They were opening it at 6. So, and it, Matt, it was so hot and humid. And of course, you've got a lot of people crammed in. But it was really hot and humid, and I was like, "Ah, oh, two hours of this." I mean, I was excited, but I was also kind of tired, kind of hot, and kind of, you know, wow, this is this is crazy. So I, I was stood right next to kind of the entrance, well, the walk down to the fountain outside Muppet Vision. Um, so baseline taps on the kind of right mm-hmm. behind me. I was quite in the front actually, um, and we were there again for another, I guess, ten minutes. It might have been, I don't know. I, I wasn't very good at the time. I was talking to people in the crowd. You know what it's like. Um, and then 
they just opened and let everyone through. They just announced it and let everyone through. So this is the first day, opening day. And, and was, was everybody cheering? And everyone was cheering. So you had all cast members, management, whatever, all lined up on the left-hand side. Um, it was like Run Disney. So they're all there with that, like high-fiving, shouting bright suns, waving, cheering. And it was, yeah, it was amazing um, to be there for opening day. It's like one of those things. We say, John, where were you on the day that Galaxy's Edge opened in Florida? I don't know how many people are going to say that. But if they do say that, <laughs> I, was I, I was there. Then. I was there, and I bought all the merch to prove it. You did. But anyway, so, uh, but I went in, um, and I pretty much went straight on to um, Smuggler's Run. Um, yeah, but you didn't go in the regular line, did you? No, I went. Was into... the regular line quite busy from the start? It was hard to tell because I tell you why it was hard to tell. It's because I'd not seen the land before. So I didn't know where the queue went. And I think, and yeah, and, and when they, when there is a long queue for Smuggler's Run, which there was on opening day because I went... In the afternoon. In the afternoon myself. Um, well, I, I went mid-morning, didn't I? And it was pretty busy by then. But when the queue is really, really long, they snake it very cleverly around the whole land. And it is very difficult to work, work out, out how long it is. But anyway, is is I I wasn't in the queue long at all. And I went into the single rider bit because they, they kind of kept it all well organised. Um, and you could either kind of, stay in one part one area if you want to ride the ride or you could leave that and just have a bit of a meander around the the land so of course you know you just stay in the queue for the ride and, and do the land after so yeah i i think i'd 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 been on smuggler's run and had walked around the land and i remember looking at the time and it was 12 minutes past five so i already so it's still it dark then. Oh yeah, yeah, it's probably dark still. Wow. Um, but yeah, none of the three suns had risen on Batu at that point. But it was, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool experience. It was a cool atmosphere. Obviously, lots of vloggers there. Lots of still media stuff there. Lots of people filming it. Um, really, quite obviously, quite hardcore fans to an extent. But it was it was busy. But it wasn't as busy as maybe I thought it might be. And that's not in a bad way. That's not I, I'm not saying it was like, oh, this is really quiet. This is too quiet. What's mm -hmm. the problem? Yeah. It was it was I think I think they they I don't know if they'd um halted people entering and that it, they had a capacity at that time in the morning and that's why they were staging the entry. Um but there was plenty of room to walk around. The, I tell you what was the biggest cue was not for on the first day anyway and that well the first morning wasn't for uh smugglers run mm. but it was for uh Dokandar's den of antiquities and i and not, I only, wonder... not only the queue outside to get in because obviously there's a limited capacity for people in the store but then the queue in there to get served i i bought a few things in there um but because those things are under the counter and you need to go through a process to be served um with the outside You're making queue. it sound like you bought something I know. proper it's dodgy cheap. in there. Well, it, 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 I bought some scrap metal. Um, <laughs> and But yeah, the, the queue outside was, uh, I, I don't know, it probably took me two hours to buy stuff. And it took me about like 45 minutes to ride Smuggler's Run. I wonder if that's because, and the funny thing is, I'm, I've heard people say about various things that Disney have done. And, and that if there's ever like limited edition merchandise... The lines for that 
are absolutely enormous, more than attractions in some ways. And I'm wondering, did people think that there was limited edition merchandise inside that store? Because there wasn't, was there? there it was just the there, regular There stuff. wasn't, but I think, and I heard people talking about it, there were some things sold out in California and there were concerns of that happening here. There were people there that were at the opening of California's Galaxy's Edge. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But but what I did have to do, so I, I, I kind of like bimbled around Galaxy's Edge for four hours or so. yeah. And then when I came out, I went down to Sunset. I'm terrible with the street names in Hollywood Studios. The street that takes you down to Tower of Terror. Yeah, and the shop there was at Once Upon a Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. So that was the store that had all the limited edition. They literally had wall to wall T-shirts. Yeah, but they said that they had they had regular t-shirts they had regular opening day t-shirts they had limited edition t-shirts and they had like annual pass stuff yeah and the same with pins and merch and stuff um and the queue for that was pretty long and it was weird because there was some people that were really miffed in the queue about having the queue for it and it was like well what are you expecting what, it's what guys expect it's open day but it was amazing so i queued for that and bought stuff and i didn't buy like i thought i was just gonna like get just fill just get everything yeah like i was gonna get like the Funko Pop of Hondo and Naka. I was going to get the massive, massive, like, pin. Oh, yeah, that thing was huge. Was it was scout. like a... It was the size of a coaster. It was bigger than that. It was bigger than a coaster. Are you sure? Definitely. I held it in my hand, oh, okay. and I almost purchased I it. I saw it with my eyes. I didn't pick it up. You will always see it with your eyes, because your hands <laughs> cannot see. But I... Yeah... Yeah, it was like $60 or something. It was $64. Yeah, well, I think it was about that. And I, I had bought enough at that point. Um... But yeah, it was cool. It was a cool experience. Um, and yeah, as the land itself then is amazing. And I know in the vlog, when you watch it, I've kind of like undenied about it and I've like loved it. And then I'm like trying to compare it to like Harry Potter and like to... to... Oh, see now, yeah, now I'm interested because I know... I know that while we were out there, you were constantly flip-flopping about which is better, but, uh, Galaxy's know... Edge or Wizarding World. Galaxy's Edge, Wizarding World. Right. Where are you right now? Because I know where I am. I, I know exactly where I am. Okay. Go. And, and my, I've made a rule. Okay. And that is not to compare Harry Potter and Galaxy's Edge. Because 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 they're just both awesome. And I tell you, I I tell you what even made me think about it even more today uh-huh. is I watched A New Hope this afternoon. Yeah. Right. And Galaxy's Edge looks better and more realistically Star Wars than Tatooine uh, than like Mos Eisley rather in A New Hope. You watch Mos Eisley in A New Hope, and it's like, oh, that's really good. And then you look at Galaxy's Edge, it's like. Oh my, this is amazing. The theming's fantastic. Galaxy's theming is better than Star Wars. Mm. Which is amazing. That, that's pretty pretty strong. I mean, yeah, I'm personally for me, I, I love Galaxy's Edge. Um, it's just different. It's, 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 it's different and you can't compare it. And I think it's unfair to compare it. Um, and because it's just different, I would just say that whoever, for Universal and for Disney, does those things as their job, the Imagineers and the creators of, and the artists for doing all of that, well done. Yeah, you did a off. fab job. Fab, um, fab job. It's amazing. But Galaxy's Edge, oh, it's so good. I want to be, I, I want to spend more time just kind of hanging out. I, I look forward to it not being new. Mm. So people aren't 
like walking around in awe and like taking a million photos of everything, which we did and everyone does because it's cool. But I look forward to it just being normal and spending time there. Because like Pandora now, you can hang out in Pandora now and you can walk around it and spend time. And we did. And not being shoulder to shoulder with people and enjoy the land. Yes. And I, I enjoy the land now. Oh, okay. Something completely like... I don't know. I don't know whether to talk about this now or not. Well, what's about? There's no way that you can like secretly I tell know, because it's recording. Well, should we? Should we? Should we talk about Hagrid now? Okay. Well, no. Let's finish off on Galaxy's Edge. The ride. Okay. Well, okay. before we do, go. Yeah. Can I just say that obviously you came out after four hours. Yeah. And then um, Kai still wasn't that keen on going in because it was very busy. So we kind of did a swap, um, and you and Kai went off for a bit. Uh, I think you went to Food and Wine. It was the first day of Food and Wine that day as well. So you guys went off to, to enjoy some of that. I think we just went to the DVC lounge and just had loads of Coke freestyle. <laughs> oh, the DVC lounge. We're going to have to talk about that in a minute. Um, and um, and I went uh, on my own. Uh, I probably got there around about 11 in the morning. Stayed, like you, for about three or four hours. Uh, I also wanted to ride Smuggler's Run and I didn't care if I had to wait a really, really long time to do it. This, they'd shut the single rider line when I got there um, because it was causing too much of a backlog. So I joined the queue. The queue was at that point just over two hours, two and a quarter hours, I think it was. And I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna join this queue and I'm gonna queue no matter how long it takes. And the first 45 minutes of that queue were outside of the ride, like snaking around the land. It was really, really hot because it was now like midday. And um, one really good thing about Galaxy's Edge is they have fans everywhere. And they're like super powerful fans. fans. And they do work at keeping you caught and they were much needed. And then by the time I'd made it to the ride entrance 45 minutes later, they had reopened the single rider queue. So I then ducked out of the main line and went to single rider um, and probably waited another 20 minutes. Um, and then I got to ride it myself as well, which was cool. Thankfully, we spent a lot more time in Galaxy's Edge, and Kai came eventually and everything, and we did the, the full queue. Ridden it lots. And, and rode it lots. We rode once where we did the full queue, and we got to see Hondo and the whole kind of pre-show. We rode it one time where it was like 6am on the extra, extra magic hours, and they don't let you see Hondo. Hondo, it looks like he's, cargo. He's under a tarp. Because <laughs> he's under a tarp and he just looks like some cargo. I saw him a few um, times, though. So, yeah, so that was all good. Um, I also, because of the time of day that I went, on my first time, I went to Docking Bay 7 and had lunch. No, no, you're right. We were talking about the ride. What, are we? We are talking yeah. about the ride. So we're going to, because... Okay, lunch was really nice. Yeah, we, you know... This is a very short podcast, and we will be here for a very long this time. This podcast can be like an hour. I don't mind. You started on travel day. <laughs> All right, so we, we to the ride. What? So, I mean, you've probably seen it. So it, it, it is essentially an interactive kind of simulator, like a very modern Star Tours that you kind of control a little bit. To an extent. Yeah, because you haven't got uh, R2, not R2, C3PO piloting it for you. You're the pilot. Now, or the, the gunner or the, the engineer. The, the, the thing about that ride that is amazing is it's not the ride mechanics. It's not like, um, like wow, this whole new amazing ride system that no one's ever seen and it's amazing. What, what 
what Smuggler's Run does, and I think it's it's you've got to be a Star Wars fan, is the immersion. So you walk into the Millennium Falcon, you walk into the cockpit, and you sit in the seats that you've seen Han Solo and Chewie sit in, mm. that you've seen Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia sit in, and Ben Kenobi and Lando Calrissian. You've seen them sit in those seats. And it's real, like all the switches, all the buttons. You can, you can touch them all and you can switch them all. And, you and, can... and that's that. Like They could almost not even need a ride. Like you could just go there, like sit there for five minutes. We'll call if, you when your time's if, up, if, and you'd be quite happy. If it was in the UK, that's what it would be. That's what it would be. be. <laughs> they'd play some music, <laughs> and yeah, it'd be, they'd have some like There'd asteroids be some on sound string. Effects. Yeah, yeah, paper yeah, mache yeah. asteroids. That's <laughs> but the, the 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 styling, the theming, and the realism is mind blowing. Yeah. The moment you sit in that seat. Like you just gotta stop and take it in, and it's hard because you're so kind of like, what's the next bit? What's the next bit? What's the next bit? You know, you're excited, and you want to see, it. but I think you just need to just stop, like take some like really deep breaths, really slow breaths, meditate for a little bit, yeah, and then just kind of open your eyes and realize that you're sat in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and kind of just. Don't worry about the ride. Yeah. Just think about where you are. And that's not to say the ride is disappointing, because it's actually really good. And it's actually, because you are so involved in how the ride goes and, and how well you do on your mission and everything, that's like an extra added level of fun that other rides don't have. Yeah. It's just, um, it's not, and maybe this is just my own personal preference, it didn't blow my mind in the way that, say, Flight of Passage did the first time no, but, I rode it. But it's not—it's it, not the mind that the mind. It's not the ride mm. that will blow your mind. But it's—it's it's the ride that will blow your mind. Yeah. So it's not the actual activity and the action, because it—it's it, an interactive Star Tours to all intents and purposes. But the, what they've created is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life, because. It's not like oh yeah you can see what they're going for or you know it's it, it's kind of close and functional but they've had to change the size or the design. It feels and looks like you're in the Millennium Falcon, and how they've managed to do that and make it work like amazing. And here's the thing: it, this is this is not the main attraction of Galaxy's Edge. Obviously, no. that's going to be Rise, Rise of, the, of Resistance. the Resistance, and that doesn't open till December. Yeah. So you know. I I am very very excited um, at how I that's gonna blow my mind. Okay, so then transition. Yeah. Right. I nearly knocked the microphone you off did. a very yeah, makeshift. I had to reach out and almost grab it. Okay. So Smuggler's Run is is just a unique experience because of the theming and the styling and because of what it, it's iconic. It's iconic. Mm. Like Mary Poppins is iconic. That's a very strange comparison, but I'll go with it. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, she is, it's true. She is but, iconic. But, so let, let's go away from that to just ride, and let's go to Hagrid's... You're aching to talk about Hagrid's, I can tell. Which, which is, which is kind you. of the opposite, in as much as it's not... Like, the theming isn't, oh, my life, this is amazing. You know, it's 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 good Harry Potter theming, but it's it's sparse in its Harry Potter theming. They haven't done a lot to it since the Dueling Dragons, really. And nah. the bits around the ride are really, really good. Uh, but that's not the highlight of Hagrid. That's my point. So okay. I'm, not di- I'm not dissing the theme. The theme is good. I'm the theming not dissing is good. the theming. 
I, I'm saying the difference between like Smuggler's Run and Hagrid's, although they're not there to be compared, but they were the two new rides for us. Yeah. So Hagrid's fantastic. What, what is it? It's the longest name that isn't catchy. Okay, I'd have to look it up. I think. Hagrid's fantastical no, beast, no, no, magical no. beast, beast in the woods, Hag- bearded beast. <laughs> ha- Hag- Hagrid's motorbike adventure in the woods with beast and what well, you know Something, what it is. Yeah. Right, it's it's Hagrid's. Hagrid. Right, We're, everyone just calls it Hagrid. Uh, they do, right? they do, right. Um, and it's amazeballs. Oh, okay, yeah, best ride in Orlando right now. Right, no, no, stop. It right. is. It is the best ride in Orlando right now. Right now. If you're on the motorbike. If you're on the motorbike side. If not you're the in the sidecar, car, it's okay. It's still really good. But, but if, you, okay. if you want it to be amazing, yeah. you have to be on the motorbike. So if you are the dominant one in your relationship, you need to make sure that your significant other is behind you in the queue. Yeah. Because whoever's in front gets on the motorbike. We had, as a family, we had to ride Hagrid's three times so that each of us got two turns on the motorbike. And on the last turn, that was the time you got to sit in the sidecar. Um, I I think I meant to say sidecar then, anyway. Um, Yeah, so you got to do the sidecar last. So I'm very sorry that your parting memory with that ride is is of the sidecar experience. But my last one was on the bike, so I'm happy. So that ride, they've done a really good job, and especially when you're sat on the motorbike. So I do ride motorbikes, and it feels like you are really riding a motorbike it feels like you're banking like you're cornering the acceleration the feel of it is is so good those launches i think there's like i heard i've listened to a podcast today um yeah today and i'm sure they said they said it was either five or seven launches in that right i can't personally remember but there are so many and each one is super powerful the launches the reversing the drops the the everything the speed but it's the smoothness and fluidity yeah very smooth so it's and even even Kai enjoyed it. Now Kai uh, will be the first to admit he's not the biggest fan of roller coasters. It's something he's taking so far his lifetime to warm up to. Um, and uh, I knew if I had told Kai about a the kind of lift and drop backwards bit where your engine it's like out a second. It's like it's like it's yeah, like it's like Everest, but it mountain. feels a little bit more intense because you haven't got all that like rock work around you and you can see the drop and I think it is a lot steeper so I didn't tell him about that I also did not tell him about the drop Tower of Terror-esque drop yeah because Kai has done Tower of Terror and hates it Um, so I I didn't tell him and you may think I'm a horrible mother for doing so but I was proven right because he went on it and absolutely flipping loved it yeah yeah. And I knew if I told him about those things, I, I like I even like for six months what before we went, I avoided having him see any of the like vlogs that we are watching that show the construction updates. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I deliberately didn't watch hardly anything. I didn't know anything about that ride really. No no no. You watched the ride on, on YouTube and you went, meh, meh. I didn't know I didn't. Yes you did. You lies. Anyway, I liked it. It was really good. It was brilliant. Um, and I would say, like, if I was ranking, if I if I had a top three rides, yeah, I would say um, that number one at the moment would be Hagrid's on a motorbike. Mm-hmm. Number two would be Pandora. Still, Pandora's Fly, Fly amazing. Passage. Yeah, Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage, not River Journey. <laughs> no, not River, River River Journey's good. It's short, 
but it's good. Um, and as much as I like, 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 I'm I'm now aged, so I like those slow. I like living with the land, but I like those <laughs> slow. I love water rides where you just sit and just take it all in. Yeah, and especially in the heat of Orlando, just to sit and chill out with the special smell of Disney water. I want to take a jar next year and fill it up with the Disney water, just so every now and then I can just open it and <laughs> have a sniff. You just don't take it and you carry on. No, but anyway, pan like like flight of passage, still amazing. It's still amazing. Are you number three? It, uh, difficult. Not Hagrid's in a sidecar. I think because I, I love I love Forbidden Journey. Do you know what wasn't as as amazeballs as I remembered it being? Gringotts. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I remembered Gringotts being more roller coastery, but it's like not there's no roller coaster well there's like a bit at the beginning but but not really and then there's a little bit a they little bit further they, they on, make you then... think that there's a little bit of roller coaster but there isn't really no it's it's really transitional it's really good and, but i think that's just because because hagrid's exists now and yeah. it's like not the shine off it but no no gringotts is still amazing and, and and i love i love that kind of where you you mix between you know real and you know cgi and kind of motion stuff i don't know what to call it but so I, I like Gringotts for that, and it's it's amazing, and again, a really unique. But Gringotts, for, for me, Gringotts has a better queue than Hagrid's, and pre-shows. Yeah, oh, the Hagrid's queue is really poor. They, they, they did not think that through. No, it's it's terrible. And 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 and, and all those sweaty, things you've smelly. been hearing about not having aircon in certain areas, all true. No, well, no, right. There is aircon. Right. There was I, a like bod job of some aircon where there was that one room that I remember when well, it they opened. They put a panel on the door. Everyone said. If you're stuck in this room, you're gonna die because there's no aircon and it's awful. And they've basically taken a door, whopped two holes out of it, and put some tubing through it, and they're like pumping well, in aircon. I, I think you might be doing them a little disservice, but <laughs> it is. You I, can see these white I just tubes think because of the nature of uh, that. They, you've got a lot of people in a confined space, so the heat of bodies. I think whatever they were using to cool it just wasn't powerful enough. Mm. But anyway. Um, I'm sure that's not permanent universal. I, I know that you're on the case. Of course they they just made an awesome ride. Oh yeah, but, I, I, it's brilliant. But I still I still love Forbidden Journey because essentially you are sat in what I can only envisage as a JCB bucket. <laughs> like, it's the front the digger part of a JCB typical and you just sit in it, they put seats in it. It's essentially though, isn't it? Like do And you they remember, just waz you around. Do you remember in um Epcot in Interventions, you had that. We never rode it, but that sum of all thrills. Yeah. Thing, it's that, isn't it? Just well, with, you know, with kind, four. Yeah, kind, kind of. Yeah. On a moving. Well, yeah, track. it's just like a hydraulic arm. Yeah. But but the fact that you have, like the the kind of the the video stuff where like the simulator type stuff, when you you feel like you're really flying, like you feel you get that feeling in your stomach where you like when you go down the hill, and it like make you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but do you remember but I said to you that I think the only thing they need to do now because that ride is getting on for 10 they years old. HD it. They need to remaster the, the the video it is quite it just, blurry. It feels a bit blurry. And get and get a bit better with syncing the audio. Yeah, uh, I think I think that because we rode that one quite a few times and then the last time the audio was lined up perfectly, but all the other times it, when you go past that first bit with Hermione and she says, you know, say observatory, it's just like weird overdubbing because her mouth starts moving about a good half second. Was that your Hermione before. impression? Was it good? No. It sounded more like Ron. <laughs> it sounded more like Mrs. Umbridge or Miss Umbridge. But, but so I, I love, but yeah. Uh, so that's your top three? 
I don't know. I don't want to be held to it. I, I think I, that let's, let's would go be top my two. Top, let's top go top two. two. Just top two. Motorbike on Hagrid's yeah. fantastical bearded adventure through monsters. And then second is Flight of Passage. It's so good. I, I'm not a fan of the videos. Like hearing that guy like doing the... And, um, and uh, fly. Fly. But it just takes... I know you, I'd almost rather just be in the queue than be sitting that bit listening to him talk. Yeah. I'd rather wait 10 minutes like, in the queue. <laughs> like, and they're like kind of strange Sigourney Weaver lookalike, but not Sigourney Weaver. Not I don't think it was Sigourney Weaver's character, but we've just got someone who looked a lot a little, like Sigourney Weaver did in this movie, no, so it feels cool, familiar. It's really, like, I, I like, they, right, it's cool, it's really cool, but that ride, yes, Disney, you nailed it. Like like it's soaring plus 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 oh, a yes, million. Right. I love it. It it's it is super. You know, I learned a fact about that ride today, and yeah. I don't know if you know this. I was quite surprised, and I don't know why, because it makes perfect sense. So that massive show building, yeah, that it's in, it it's got a basement, and the river journey is inside the basement. So when you're flying over Pandora, underneath you, there's a bunch of people going along. In their boats up to that big, huge animatronic right underneath you. Wow! Did yes, not know that. see, did not know that. You're surprised, Wait, well, right? It, it makes sense because where the land is and how it's shaped. Well, look, Disney basically built that land on the outside of yeah. Animal Kingdom, and so space was limited. So, in order to accommodate two attractions in the footprint of one, they just build them right on top of each other. It's amazing. Except if there's a massive sinkhole one day and everything just goes into the sinkhole. Why, why you got to go there? Don't take it there. <laughs> But yeah, so so Hagrid's is if you if you're gonna go to Universal and go to Hagrid's, which you obviously are, um, and if you haven't already, get on the motorbike, be in front of whoever you're with, get in front of them, because mm. otherwise you'll be in the sidecar, which is which is which is all right, but if you want to really experience Hagrid, you have to be on the bike. Yeah, and if if you're a bit nervous about it, go in the sidecar first. No, go on the bike. Well, Kai went in the sidecar first and he was quite happy. Um, oh, just as a, a quick tip, I was concerned about uh, what the lines would be like um, for Hagrid's. Now, we were there during Hurricane Dorian and that did play a Yeah, I don't think it's a fair comparison. In the, in the lines. But I would say it's still, regardless of whether there's a lot of people in the park or not, it's still the ride that everyone wants to get to. So if you want to ride it, park entry, get there the an hour before park opening and just get yeah. through the gate and get straight there. It's where everyone goes. So. Because this is another thing. I didn't realise they weren't offering Express on Hagrid's. It's the only ride they're not offering Express on. And of course, we stayed in Hard Rock Hotel for two nights, so we had that. It's no good. No good for Hagrid's. You've got to line up with everyone else. So if you want to ride it, get there an hour before park opening yeah i think e even during the hurricane it was still like two hour wait wasn't at it? the most yeah which is crazy because um, literally but we we rid it rode it rid it wow chronicles um we rode it um twice in a row didn't we, we, well, we yeah we, got, I mean, we went we and we we got on it and literally by the time we walked the entire queue cause it's a massive queue but the time we just walked it actually not queuing just walking um we got straight on and then the we got got off walked right the way around again and we'd got literally um you know just uh, right before you get on the ride then we had to wait maybe 10 minutes mm -hmm. it was 
awesome because it was early. Um, but yeah, that, I think that was just because of the the hurricane. And I think a hurricane might be something else that people might want us just to mention briefly and how that worked for us. Um, obviously, it was all that anyone was talking about for a good week before it arrived. Um, the day that it was scheduled to arrive was the day we checked out of Walt Disney World. So initially I was a bit concerned whether it would be really windy and we might not be able to get our lift across from Disney to Universal, but it was fine. It was a lot cooler. Um, a lot of people had started turning up, a lot of locals had started turning up to the hotels in Disney with their doggies because Disney opens up hotel rooms for people with pets. So that was kind of nice seeing lots of really lovely doggies around everywhere. It wasn't very nice seeing them urinate on the boardwalk though, was no, it? No, that was a bit unpleasant. Yeah. Um, and so we made it over to Universal fine. And then when we got there, we heard that Disney had decided to close that day at 3 p.m. 3 Everything PM. closed. Um, and that wasn't the first action they took. In fact, the night before, they cancelled Illuminations. Um, they had a not-so-scary Halloween party on, but they showed a modified version of the fireworks show. And all there was was a bit of a breeze. Well, yeah, so um, I think I spoke to a member of staff at the Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. And they'd said that obviously Disney have to make a kind of a forecasted view. They don't just make it up hour by hour. Mm-hmm. So because the essentially the forecast was that this because this is before it, essentially it stalled for like two or three days over the Bahamas. You got yeah. to feel really bad for because there's a lot of lives lost and a lot of devastation in the yeah, Bahamas. Yeah, terrible. Um, so Florida was really lucky, and I know it hit further north of Florida as well. But so Florida for the most part really lucky. But obviously, Disney didn't know what was going to happen. The forecasts, the potentials were that it could come in inland. In so they met their plans quite far in advance and organised where um, staff are going to go with regards to the resorts for keeping people kind of firstly safe, but then you know entertained in the resorts because the parks aren't going to be open. But also, they tell staff not to come in because they've got to think about staff safety. Yeah. So they plan in advance, say, right, we're, we're, we're going to decide now that the parks are going to be open to stay. Because what they don't want to do is fill the parks up with staff and the weather get really bad, and then they've got to evacuate hundreds and hundreds more people. So they take that decision early on, and that's why they closed, even though when it actually came to it, um, the there was no real bad weather. And that's why it didn't really affect Universal, because the parks are, you know, logistically easier to um, exit and to evacuate mm-hmm. probably a lot less staff where Disney has obviously quite a large property and everything else um, and a lot oh, more yeah, guests more and staff. resorts and yeah. everything else where Universal doesn't have that so um, Universal can make be a bit more kind of reactive to their decision making so Disney closed but Universal well um, we got there and Universal like yeah we're open all day as normal not closing till 9pm uh, and then in the end they closed at 6 um, which was fine because we were actually exhausted we'd smashed everything because okay so this because of the hurricane like no the parks were empty we we, we were like sometimes the only people in view we went on Jimmy that Fallon was the, that was the next Jimmy day Jimmy Fallon was yeah. so the day after the, basically the hurricane came through um, had very little effect but it was overnight and so when we woke up in Hard Rock Hotel on the first kind of full day at Universal we got up went down to the parks that's when we went straight into Islands of Adventure rode Hogwarts well, we, yeah. Hogwarts rode um, Hagrid's twice then got on Forbidden Journey then got on the Flight of the Hippogriff no, but in even, one hour but even yeah but even on the the, the, the day before that um, we walked into into 
Universal Studios and it was absolutely like empty because yeah. we went straight on to Minions, for example. We yeah. we did essentially we did the rides in order as they appear around the park rather than going straight and to rides. And walked on them all because they were going on to um so Minions was straight walk into it straight walk right into the ride. Yeah, but we did wonder because now that's been made two D and spoiler it's not as why good make it two D? Why make it two D? Rubbish. Um, we wondered if that had an effect. I, I definitely think that's probably brought down the. But Jimmy Fallon was like... weird because obviously with Jimmy Fallon you go in like a boarding group and you kind of sit and mingle and they have like those dudes singing what they. Call I like. The, I don't know what they're called, but they're like a barbershop quartet. Yeah, but it was weird because it's empty up there and they're actually still on stage performing and no one's in there watching. No, them. no one is in. The and room. because it's just a straight walk on. You just walk into that room and walk past them. I felt bad for them. I so felt like I, I, should, I should stop. Down. I <laughs> slowed down and I smiled and I waved just to show my gratitude. Yeah, I, I felt and like then maybe one of them just, just kind of acknowledged with a small wave back and I'm like, okay, that's done. And then I got on the ride. Yeah, it was weird. But that and then and then mummy and then should we even mention the ride that we probably shouldn't even mention because it doesn't even, it's not. Yeah. I think, I think. Uh, well, okay, let's just say this. We rode Fast and the Furious. And that's all that needs to be said. We we did it once, and it broke down. Yeah. And all the party we're saying, people. We're saying more. Okay. Uh, I, I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing in if the ride doesn't break down, the people at the party dance. Um, but we didn't see them dance. We got a bizarre freeze frame and of women in short tight clothing. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, but you know, Universal, dying. we love you. But that was a colossal waste of money. But you need to just just, just hold your hands down. up. And go, yeah, we 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 ballsed up on this, and just get rid of or change or do something because that Fast and the Furious ride is is not good, um, and yeah, it might have cost you a lot of money, but I think in the long run it will it will save you a lot of money to put something else in there rather yeah, than that. Yeah. Um, and that park needs more something more roller coastery. What? Because Rip Ride Rocket isn't enough. Well, it's 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 a very different. No, I think it needs something else, something and more interesting. Something. Well, all right. <laughs> just needs another roller coaster. Uh, I don't, maybe not roller. It, it just needs need another ride. It doesn't need another motion simulator. I tell you what, we could do with an indoor water ride because Disney has a monopoly of that. Let's have a living with the land, Universal style. No, not living with the land. But living I bet, with the land. Sure, it's like volcanoes and. Oh. I'm sure they could do something with it and you know what it's right next to Wizarding World they could always just expand that into it well, and do some kind of um, like uh, uh, Mine's Gone what's the one with Fantastic Beats they could do something with it. yeah totally totally they could do it where you, could, you get into his briefcase and go down into the thing with all the creatures yes oh, that's that. what you need to do, do Universal, Universal and pay us for the idea yeah. um, but anyway yeah uh, so, so yeah so basically the hurricane uh, basically meant that that for the the days that we were at Universal until we actually flew home, uh, it was remarkably quiet. Uh, like Scott said earlier, at times it felt like we were the only people there. We, we sat in a completely empty Diagon Alley on on the steps. Like where we were you getting get the, photos the of the entire area of Diagon Alley with, no with only like cast team members in yeah. the photo. No guess. We sat there and drank a butter beer and on um, our own. <laughs> on our own, there was no one there. It was. It was like quite Voldemort odd. had just like you know. I don't think it is very cool. And I remember putting photos up on Instagram and people were messaging and saying, "Oh my gosh, that's like a dream situation." And I, I don't know. It was cool, but it 
It took away from the atmosphere. Yeah, it did kill the atmosphere a little bit. It was great for photos. It was brilliant for photos. No one got in the way. Um, But, yeah, it needed a few more people, I think. Um, Yeah, Hurricane, that's ticked off. Um, A couple areas we'll just very briefly cover because we will go much more into detail about it in our vlogs. Um, And future podcasts, probably. Yeah, yeah. the other DVC resorts we stayed in uh, were Bay Lake Tower, which we've already basically said, that apart from the issue with the USBs, uh, we but, loved it. It was really nice. Bay Lake's a weird one. I think, I think because because you you essentially you are you know, the, the, the contemporary is your hub. So Bay Lake Tower is just a building of rooms, which is essentially what a hotel is. I get that. It's more like a normal hotel but because, because your lobby's d- quite small. Yeah, but because it doesn't and... have, you know, there's no restaurant there's no like you know from a resort point of view there's no resort like you know you to, to get your mugs to refill your mugs and stuff your resort mugs you've got to go to the contemporary where there is the walkway on the fifth floor to, to walk across which is nice i watched the um happily ever after from that walkway it, it, and it was awesome it, it, it's cool but but that's the weird thing about the um Bellet tower and the pool the pool's nice it was all right i quite like the pool um but it just felt, I don't know, it felt more like a standard hotel outside. It felt less Disney outside. When I went into the Contemporary, that felt Disney. Mm-hmm. When I was in Bay Lake Tower, it felt less Disney. Still felt awesome. It was amazing. And I loved that room, that the one-bedroom studio. And do you know what? And we didn't, again, we didn't get our first-choice room. We, we wanted to be on the top floor. Um, we weren't. We were a couple floors down, I think. We could see every part from our balcony. Every yeah, part. we actually could. If you stretch your head right around one way, you could see Magic Kingdom. We were basically facing the back of the Contemporary and towards Epcot. Um, and I wouldn't have chosen that. I mean, I didn't choose that as a first choice. But that view was amazing. Yeah. I actually really loved it. Um, I'd spent... Kai spent loads of time on the balcony when we were there, yeah, just sitting cool. there enjoying it, which was cool. Um, so yeah, I uh, I think we both agreed that we'll, we'll definitely stay there again one day. Yeah, I'd completely recommend Bay Lake Tower. It's awesome to just walk to Magic Kingdom, uh, and especially because we did not so scary when we were at Bay Lake. Yeah. So coming out of that like at midnight or whatever it was, and just walking back to the room rather than having to wait for transport mm. was awesome. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend Bay Lake Tower. And then the last kind of week was at the Boardwalk, which we did for five nights uh, again in a one bed villa. Um, and if for if you're if you know for for Galaxy's Edge and for Food and Wine, so for Hollywood Studios and Epcot, like it, Hollywood Studios is a ten to fifteen minutes walk, um, depending on yeah, your walking the, speed. Yeah, I, I think one of the main plus points for me was being able to walk to Hollywood Studios. It's not a long walk. It's a little bit punishing if it's really really hot. <laughs> we did have a few but, super but hot it's, days. It's, it's, you almost feel I'd kind of. I kind of would rather just be walking and getting to where I'm going than stood in a bus stop for 10, 20 minutes uh, waiting got, for the it's bus. It's got to be way better than, than getting out at Park Kickout. And like, because there was one evening where uh, it was the night that it was the day that you got up early to go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. We had that fantastic dining package booked. Now, you came with us to do the eating. Um, but Kai and I stuck around and you went back to the hotel. I was dying. Because you were exhausted. You'd been up since 3am. And Kai and I went and saw Fantasmic. And then 
the idea of having to get and queue up for ages for a bus and then possibly have to stand to go all the way home, which, you know, we've all done it and I'm sure we'll do it again one day. Um, having the choice of being able to just walk back to the hotel at our own pace was really nice. And, and walking into Epcot through International Gateway, amazing. Love that. Absolutely awesome. Just what we were talking about this earlier, just the weird thing with the boardwalk is just the, the food situation. Not having a restaurant... Uh, a quick service, a counter service, to have to even to get your resort mug filled up, having to go out into the bakery on the boardwalk. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, they, they say they, they have all those things, but unlike any other, uh, you know, deluxe hotel... Do they have a restaurant? They would say that, like, the Italian restaurant that's there and the... There's a few restaurants along the boardwalk and they're counted as the boardwalk's restaurants. Um, um, but the, you know, it, the boardwalk has a beautiful lobby. It's the has landscaping, a, the pools. Yeah, all the... gorgeous. But there's no other amenity self-contained within the hotel, and that just felt a little bit odd for us. Well, it's not. It's just unusual. It, it, it and it's not. You know it before you go there, but the reality is, it feels unusual. It does feel a yeah. bit unusual. But I guess as well though is we didn't take the view. We didn't use the DVC facilities maybe as good as we should have done it in that last week where we didn't stock up the cupboards with food and stuff and use the kitchen area. See, that... Yeah, if you were that kind of person, then actually it's, it, you know... Those, it doesn't those, matter, it's those, relevant. You know, and I say this term very loosely, issues just aren't an issue because also, you're, you're taking care of yourself. But, and that's the idea with DVC, isn't it? You know. But also, though, just is we deliberately chose because we knew we were going to be there for galaxy's edge opening we wanted to be quite close to walking to hollywood studios is we the room that we had was near the like overlooking the quiet pool right over on the hollywood studio side so on the farther side almost by the tennis courts um at the boardwalk which is the furthest away from the actual boardwalk yeah so you know it didn't make sense to go and just fill up your mug because it was just such a walk that we just didn't want to do it um, so, but that was our choice. But it was like we could come out of our room and go down some stairs at the end of the hallway, which is very close to where our room was, and walk straight to, to Galaxy's Edge. And that's that was our major plus point for staying there, and it served that extremely well. But it's awesome because you've got you can walk to Hollywood Studios, you walk into Epcot, and then if you want to go to Magic Kingdom, you can get the monorail and Epcot to Magic Kingdom. And I I know we it felt weird because we went quite a few days without catching a Disney bus. Mm. And it felt weird getting on a Disney bus after maybe three days, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I think the, the Disney bus situation at Boardwalk um, is probably the only thing that I would say... That could be improved. It, yeah, and, and all it needs is to, to, to basically not split... The, not have Five so many resorts sharing. So it, it's it, too it, many. The Boardwalk shares a bus with the Swan, Dolphin, Yacht... And beach hotel, so that's four hotels with the boardwalk, five hotels. So the, the buses don't and when, get full. And when you're when you're coming back from a park, the boardwalk is last. Yes, it is last. Um, but likewise, it's first when you go into a park, so you've got to wait to go around all the hotels. Yeah, so it's. Yeah. It, but it, I I understand when Disney why Disney do it because at no point was a bus full when we were going anywhere by bus. So there, there isn't the volume of people that requires more buses. So I completely get why Disney do it, and I understand it from a business point of view. But from a guest point of view, is 
you know, you do not want to be going around four other resorts. They're close together. And I, I, like we're really over-exaggerating it. Yeah. But, you know, they are fairly close together, but you you just want to get where you're going. You and, know? you know, I wonder, maybe, maybe there was a little element of the fact that we had been spoiled by having just previously been staying on the monorail loop and not having to catch a bus. And being able to walk into the Yeah, you know, and so perhaps that's something to do with it as well. Um, but, you, you know, the, the thing is with the boardwalk, you walk into Epcot and, yeah, and, and Home Studio. Yeah, so what you want to do. You know, it was, but trying to get to Magic Kingdom or to kind of Disney, Disney Springs, Springs and yeah. stuff, it was, yeah, it was just a bit of a burn. Do you know, I, I, I would probably, next time, I would probably just, if I could justify the cost, I'd probably just get a, an Uber or a Lyft. A mini cab or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's accommodation. Um, dining plan we will go into this in a full vlog because there's lots to say about that um, but just to summarise three re- three top restaurants I think we're all agreed would be Homecoming Homecoming wow Homecoming's amazing Homecoming was amazing and also Liberty Tree Tavern yeah, that was a surprise a it was really good complete shock um, and but absolutely wonderful and then third Chef de France Chef de France Les Chefs de France Actually, Bonjour, always, oui. exactly. Um, amazing. It was so good. The service in there, brilliant. I, I've I've heard or read mixed reviews, and I can categorically say the service was awesome. Yes. The food was awesome, and the choice on the menu was awesome. There's such a like a good range of things yeah. that I wanted to eat that I could go there five nights in a row, have something completely different, and be really happy. Yeah, and we we also ate in the Salier on this trip. And I would say that oh, all, is way all, better all than the three now. of those restaurants beat my experience in the Salier. Yeah, I don't think I will be going to the Salier for some time now. No, it's... but there'll be more about that to come. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing I would like to um, just recap uh, is the weird experience of people spotting us <laughs> in, in Disney World. And bumping into people and meeting friends that we've made online. Um, this just felt like it's, a really amazing experience about getting to meet people and make new friends. Through and Disney. Through Disney and for that's various cool. reasons. That's really cool. It was wonderful. So. And it's cool that no matter... And the thing is, you, you don't even know. Like, like, like A lot of people you talk to, you don't know what their jobs are, what their lives are, what their backgrounds are. Anything on that level... But because you have Disney in common, it just makes it really easy. Yeah. And and it's not just having Disney in common. It, it must be this thing that if you like Disney, you've got this certain gene in you that just makes it really, yeah, you just naturally are able to get on with various different people, even though you might be completely different people, no matter what your ages are, whatever. So it was really cool. It was cool meeting people. It was cool meeting out with people, having a few drinks with people. It was awesome. Yeah, and I, I just feel like some of these people we've gotten to know, uh, some some British people, some American people, um, you know, we will just continue to, to share this kind of love for Disney and Orlando that we have beyond this trip so i can apologize then uh, so i don't know if you you i know they watched the 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 vlog they might not listen to the podcast we got on board the monorail in contemporary and as we're boarding the monorail across the other side of the car this lovely couple just looked at us and went hey we watch you and and we kind of like didn't know what to (laughs) say almost and i felt this is caught by surprise so so you guys 
Thank you. Um, and next time we will have a chat. I think we're just completely thrown and not knowing what to do because we're kind of like new to... Yeah. To and, and do you know, I didn't even... I knew we were going to be meeting up with some people because that had been kind of pre-mentioned, pre-arranged. Um, but I didn't expect... You know, it happened a few times people to go oh my gosh it's Charlton's do Disney that's just ridiculous and like the it's the magic guys we, we, we I think about three times four times oh yeah they were awesome they were really good yeah it was lovely to chat with them we ended up chatting to them for ages yeah um, we need to like like have a beer we do we do and we had we had a drink with our lovely friends uh, Dawn and Andy and their daughter and Alba. Alba yeah Alba was fab and um you know, those guys I have been chatting to online via Instagram for two years. They were out in Disney the same time as us in 2017. They were out there the same time as us this year. They bought DVC. And they're going to be out with the, at the same time as us next, next year. year. So we're going to go and meet up for another drink next are year. Are they stalkers? Or are we the stalkers? Maybe the stalkers? we're the stalkers. We are stalking you. Yeah, but I know you're listening to this, Dawn and Andy, so it's you're the stalkers. Anyway... <laughs> Um, yeah, Disney Friends are like that probably one of the highlights of the whole trip. Yeah, yeah. And the low light was Kai getting his shoes and clothes stolen. Yeah. But that's for another time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It all ended well. Yeah. Um it ended really well. I've oh. no idea how long we've been going on about things. I'm A long guessing time. it's probably around an hour if not. We've more. not even scratched the surface. No. I this morning I got an Instagram, I was like, it's the full comprehensive overview like, of this no, trip. It's not at no. all, is it? It would take longer than the actual trip. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. And there's probably a whole bunch of stuff we haven't even remembered yet and then we'll be, you know, just doing something random this weekend and we'll go, Oh yeah, I should have said that. But hey-ho, uh, podcast every week, so we, we can cover it all off. Well, we're going to do this every week, the podcast. We are going to be putting out the the vlogs from the holiday every week. Yes. And we might do a home vlog every week as well once we get our So we've got some planned home vlogs with gear. some kind of discussion topics and some, again, reviewing some of the things from the holiday. We've also talked about the idea of going out and about to a few places um, that are kind of Disney related um, in the upcoming months and vlogging those as well. Uh, just hold far and wait on that. It, yes, it may happen. It's a surprise. Um, or is it? Who told them already? I haven't told anyone. No, oh, no. It, it I is have, a surprise. It remained a secret. Shh. Um, just in case it doesn't happen. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, I think so. Um, so, yeah, so basically. We have lots and lots of stuff planned and um, we are really enjoying doing all of this. I'm actually really enjoying the podcast. That's probably my favourite bit at the moment. Um, but I know as soon as I start editing those vlogs and they start going out, I'm going to love that too. Um, so yeah, next home vlog to come out will be our merch haul and then we will start with our um, holiday vlog videos. And of course, next Friday we will be back for another after dinner disney uh but for now i think that does it for this particular episode and uh hope you enjoyed it i've had fun you always cool we'll catch you on the next one have a good weekend bye